your father and your mother, as the Lord your God commanded you, so that you may live long and it may go well with you in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Brothers and sisters in Christ, especially on this day when we remember God's special servants, godly fathers, godly grandfathers, godly men of all, and boys, who by their witness lift us up in faith and point us to our Savior. And it's good to have our men here today. Your presence here is so important to the family of God. Sometimes God likes to sneak up on us and overwhelm us with an awareness of the blessings he has given us. Given us without any merit or worthiness on our part, entirely by his grace. A week or so ago, I was sitting in my lawn chair, staring up at the beautiful mountains along the Banff Jasper Highway. I was focused on this one particular mountain, and I started of course, to remember the Psalms that talk about the majesty and the glory of God. Mountains do that to you. And then I found myself thinking about this sermon for today. And I started thinking then about all the men in my life who have had a special impact on me. I remember first my pastor who encouraged me to go to Concordia and consider being a pastor and he worked behind the scenes to get me a job as a youth worker in West Edmonton. And while I, while I was at university, and later he became my mentor and my professor at seminary. I remember the district president, George, who was my supervisor on my vicarage and who was willing to stand up beside me and others during times of trouble in the church. Then there was my friend Roy from Saskatchewan, who always reminded me that the first task of the pastor was to tell people about Jesus. Yes, all these were pastors, but as I continued my thoughts, I remembered all the many laymen I had worked with over the years who had, by their quiet and often unnoticed witness, been such a strength to the church and a great support to me. And then I stopped. And uh, I pulled the pastor's eye and kind of got misty-eyed. As I remembered my Uncle George. My Uncle George was my godfather. And I again, after not thinking about him for a long time, realized what an important man he was in my life. He took being my godfather very seriously. He made sure I got to Sunday school even if he had to pick me up to get me there. He made sure I got to VBS where he was a teacher and he got me to youth group. He was there in, in worship as a faithful father when my own didn't come. As years went by, he was the one who first got me into the pulpit when I was 17, much to my fear and trembling. And he encouraged me to keep talking to that little girl in the pew from Onaway. And I'm thankful to that forever. I regret that he was called home, young, for like all these other men, he is at home in Christ. And I can't say personally something very important. I want to say thank you. Thank you to these men who had such an important part in me 
being a child of God. For being God's faithful servant and training me to know that to be a true man is to know Christ and to follow him in service and to lead our homes and our families in faith, no matter what society says about us. For me, that thank you is what Father's Day is all about. Thank you to those who have been part of our spiritual growth in life. To many in our society today, is, today such a reflection would seem something from a bygone age. Many men feel the church is only for women and children, and the church is much less because of that attitude. And around us daily we hear about men behaving badly with women and others, often lashing out in violence against the very ones God calls them to stand up for and protect. Increasingly, the whole issue of gender and roles are growing more and more confused, and as we realize the freedom to express yourself sexually in our land being over is, takes precedent over the freedom of faith and free expression in this country, being a man of God is not easy. Once, quite a while ago, I was in a study with some pastors from other church bodies, and when we ran into this phrase, God the Father Almighty, a very trendy pastor of a liberal church, said, you know what, we got to get rid of that word Father in the Christian church. Why? Because so many people have had bad dads, and the word Father doesn't bring forth good feelings. And my response at the time, and this was 20, 30 years ago, was quite pious at the time. I said, maybe the need, maybe we need to show the world, especially those with dubious earthly fathers, what it truly means to be a father. Father. What does it mean to be a father? Yes, it is a male. Yes, it means to be the biological father of a child and a husband of his wife. It carries legal connotations. But we all know that fatherhood is beyond just biology or gender. It is a role. It is a relationship. And a priestly calling by God as he builds marriages, homes, families, communities, and the world. In our readings today, we hear God speaking to men, especially husbands and fathers. In Deuteronomy, we hear the direction that fathers should be teachers, good teachers, good mentors to their families and communities of what it means to be a man of God and to follow God. Now we know that teaching is not always easy and learning is even harder. And I know many men and women who have simply given up on trying to teach their children the faith. But blessed are those who in love and with understanding take the time to share their faith and their heart for God with their children. Often we equate going to church or teaching doctrine with this kind of teaching. But the best teaching of our children is when they see our faith in action, in love for them and for those around them. Children know what, a genuine, what is genuine. I often found back in the day family confirmation was such a great blessing to me. I remember one mom who said, this is the last of my three children. This is the only one who knows what I truly believe. And this is the only one that I know truly what they believe. Fathers lead, 
As a husband, as a spouse, they teach how Christians live and move and try in the brokenness of sin to be models for others. In Ephesians, we have a portion calling husbands to love their wives. The word used is the same one that describes the love of God for us, agape. A love that is willing to sacrifice self for the other, putting the other first, not yourself. I know some parts of this text get the ire of a few up, but remember how this whole section in Ephesians starts. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Love and marriage, especially for Christians, is described not in our day's contemporary terms, but in the precious words of Scripture that call men to love, women to respect, both to submit to Christ. I find no truer saying than that which follows our epistle today. A man who loves his wife loves himself. True fathers and husbands understand that in the mystery of God's oneness, love as a man for his wife builds others up and then himself as well. Too often men and women see themselves first. Everything is about them and their needs and then others as they come into being. But Christ calls us to bring out the best in others first because it brings out the best in us. Our society has much to learn, doesn't it? Our gospel today, ask, seek, knock, speaks of prayer. But as Jesus describes prayer, he uses the picture of a loving father who knows what his children needs and responds in love to their requests. So many times, fathers find their model in God who acts like the best father of all, and who, though we are sinners, gives us leadership in being holy men, holy husbands, holy sons, holy boys. Some have said there are really very few good examples or role models around, but the scriptures are full of them, and just two are come to mind, Jairus and the centurion. We remember the great lengths they went their willingness to humiliate themselves for the sake of their children and their family. Honor your father. Today we come to honor a ministry, a calling that is being challenged on all sides and not seen often for its importance. Dads are more than just wage earners in the same way that wives are more than just homemakers. We honor dads especially today because of the value they have in our lives and the work God does for us through them. The word honor is not part much of, very much a part of our culture anymore, but it has a lot to do with fathers. What does it mean to honor anyone, let alone fathers? I've often found that the commandment speaks more to fathers than to those who honor them. For at the heart of this commandment is the admonition that men and fathers and males should at first be honorable men. An honorable man is someone who is not, not only knows what is the right thing to do, but does it. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Thus describes this reason for honoring any person. Dictionaries say being honorable is being honest and compassionate and chivalrous. When was the last time we heard that word? And acting with valor and with courage. When men, especially fathers, act in this way, 
I think it's easy for us to honor them. So we in turn honor them. The definition being to give high respect, great esteem, holding them in high regard, giving their honor due. To honor our Father is to place a value, a personal value on them and the love they have given us. And there's a blessing tied in with all this. As Luther says, this is the only commandment with the promise of a blessing. For we know that when families work well, everyone is blessed, even the community around them. Brothers and sisters in Christ, there's more to Father's Day than sending a card or making a visit or buying a gift or making a call. To remember Father's Day is to pray that God would work to make those who lead our homes and our families men along with women, people of honor and compassion and faith. The reality is that when families are led by such people, the children are blessed, their lives are blessed, and the nation is blessed. When families are places where honor is found, all are honored. But it all starts with the one who gave us life sustains our life, who has redeemed our lives in Christ. Our Heavenly Father, who daily and richly gives us everything. Out of love and wonder, He comes to us and He gives us what we need. He doesn't deserve us or leave us as orphans. And He gives His own Son. He gives Himself, His own life, that you and I might dwell with Him forever. And the blessed thing of all is His forgiveness. Happy Father's Day, fathers. To you fathers, men and boys who are here in the Lord's house, the importance of you being here is without, beyond value. You are blessed and you are a blessing. And may all of us take time to remember those special fathers and men in our lives, living or now at home with the Lord, that their witness might bring us joy and lead us also in service of our Savior. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your blessed servants. Amen. Hi, Pastor Sai here. I hope this message was encouraging for you. At Riverbend Lutheran Church, our goal is to support Christians in their daily walk with God and in proclaiming the love of Christ to a lost and broken world. We're a small and inviting congregation welcoming any and all who are sinful, hurting, seeking, or simply broken. Whether you're already a Christian and are looking for a church home or you're undecided about your faith and looking for answers, you are welcome here. We have a number of programs for all ages and walks of life. Sunday mornings we have worship followed by educational programs for all ages. Please join us. For more information, you can visit us online at www.riverbendlutheran.com, call us at 780-430-7382, or email me at pastor at riverbendlutheran.com. Better yet, stop in for a visit. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace.